more local content. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. It's Saturday, November the 16th, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It's 7.07 here on the Grand Strand. I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney here in Myrtle Beach with the firm of Davis and Boyd. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in as you get your Saturday morning going. Glad that we are able to help you with that. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee or other beverage of choice, but we prefer coffee here at Saturday Morning Coffee. And join us as we talk about the news, current events, what's happening in your world, all the things that we think you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, and more freedom. Freedom is a good thing. And of course, we're also about great coffee in no particular order, because life without good coffee is, well, not worth talking about. So we do our best here at Saturday Morning Coffee not only to entertain, but to enlighten you and help make you a better citizen of the republic, which we all need to be. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney here with the in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd, part-time radio host extraordinaire. I'm your host. I'm joined here in the studio, speaking of extraordinaire. Joined here in the studio by producer extraordinaire Glenn Dye. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Reese. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I hope you are. Good, good. How's the coffee? Coffee's good this morning. Uh, brewed a little Dunkin' D this morning. Dunkin' we're, D. We're running on Dunkin' this America morning. runs on Dunkin'. You know, I still owe you some coffee from El Salvador, Glenn. I keep forgetting to bring it. I'm not making that up. I've got some coffee for you. I'll bring it in. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I am uh, still drinking the Brazilian coffee. Still drinking your Brazilian coffee. Yes. Huh? And uh, we also invite you guys to join the uh, fun. You can call us on the call-in line at 843-903-2945. Or on the text line, you can text us at the First Choice Heating and Air text line. That's 843-798-8255. Or you can tweet me if you are a Twitterer. My Twitter handle is at Reese Boyd. You can also email your comments to us at ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. That's ReeseBoydSMC for Saturday morning coffee at gmail.com. A few of you have called me at my office during the week. Apparently not everybody likes to talk early on Saturday morning. I get that. You can reach me in my office uh, during normal business hours at 843-839-9800. And again, that's the offices of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law, one of the sponsors of our show. Hope you guys will uh, let us know if we can ever be of help to you in your legal matters or otherwise here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We're all about limited government and lower taxes because that means more freedom for you and me and for all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save. It starts right here on the local level. So let's get to it. We've got a lot to talk about today, a lot going on. 
and uh, a lot to review with you guys. And um, we've got a great show coming up, but uh, you, I think, uh, you know, you know, you've heard the old proverb, Glenn, I'm, I'm sure, uh, may you live in interesting times. I, I certainly think we live in interesting times. Very interesting. I mean, some of the stuff, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I wish the times were not so interesting, frankly. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing things every day on the television, on on the C-SPAN, watching the hearings, seeing things that I just, uh, frankly, didn't think I was going to have to endure, but it is what it is. Uh, sometimes I think, uh, just reflecting for a moment, sometimes I think I really would have enjoyed the 1950s. I don't know, do you, mm-hmm. you don't remember the 1950s, do you? I wasn't here yet. Yeah, I, I didn't I, get I here until the 60s. Yeah, I don't remember at all the 1950s. <laughs> I have a few memories from the 70s, but mostly I'm a, I, you know, my formative years were in the 80s. But, you know, from what I've heard about the 50s, sometimes I think, eh, I think I'm, I may have missed my decade. I think I, I would have been a pretty good gray flannel knucklehead. And know? I would have had a hot rod. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, anyway, we've got a great show coming up for you today here on Saturday Morning Coffee. This is the two cup edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, as you guys probably know. We've joined the ranks of the two-hour shows here on WTKN. This is our second two-hour edition, so the Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now a two-hour event. So thank you all for uh, chiming in, re- giving us your feedback, sending the station your comments. That was uh, you know, one of the reasons we took the show to two hours. Appreciate those comments that you've sent the station. Keep those coming. Let them know how we're doing. Let us know how we're doing. Let me know how we're doing. Love to hear from you always. Got a great show today. We've got, uh, in the second hour, we've got Carter Smith coming in for a Community Brewers segment here with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, Carter's going to talk to us uh, about a little bit about Coastline Women's Center, one of our neighbors here at the studio, and uh, an event they've got coming up. So we look forward to hearing from Carter a little bit later in the program. And uh, also just uh, a lot going on, a lot to, uh, a lot to share with you guys, and, and we've got a little more time to do it. First things first, uh, Glenn, a little bit of news. Last week, uh, we had a little bit of a, a contest going on. Um, when I was on the morning show with Liz and Nick last week, uh, or actually week before last now, uh, we were talking about the expansion of Saturday morning coffee to two hours, and we came up with a little bit of a contest. It was sort of uh, impromptu on the fly. And uh, we had a little bit of a joke going, or a little bit of a contest going with finish the following joke. You remember our joke? Yep. Carlos Danger, Pierre Delecto, and Eric Sierra Mella walk into a bar. We invited our listeners to finish that joke. Uh, Got some interesting responses. We had had one response that was completely unintelligible, so somebody needs to work on their texting skills. Uh, One of our listeners does. Could not make heads or tails of it. I had one entry that was really funny, but we cannot read it on the air, unfortunately. (laughs) So when you... A little tip for the listeners. When y'all submit things to the radio station, keep George Carlin's seven deadly words in mind. Yeah. The things that you cannot say on the air should probably be excluded from your response. I uh, tried to clean it up, but I thought, no, it's just not working. And it's those darn FCC rules. You know, yeah. And frankly, I was working on my own entry. I, yeah. uh, you know, the judges can enter this contest because the judges are making up the rules. I was trying to work out something where Carlos Danger said something about shooting his father and Pierre Delecto said he was 
looking for his girlfriend, who I decided Pierre Delecto's girlfriend should be in flagrante delicto. Um, but nonetheless, uh, didn't come up with anything funny. John P., one of our listeners over in Florence, uh, streaming the uh, streaming uh, uh, the uh, show on the uh, on the uh, on the TuneIn app, uh, suggested the following. He said, "Carlos Danger, Pierre Delecto, and Eric Sierra Mella, and." Uh, Everyone knows who Eric Sierra Mella is, the whistleblower. Carlos Danger, Pierre Delecto, and Eric Sierra Mello walk into a bar. They walk up to the bar. The bartender turns to them and says, what is this? Some kind of a joke? <laughs> so that was the best one. So, so John, thanks for, thanks, for your, uh, thanks for your entry. We'll have a Saturday morning coffee t-shirt and your $15 uh, Starbucks gift card, the grand prize package waiting for you here at the studio for oh, w- great. WTKN. So uh, stop by anytime. Um, another interesting thing I wanted to share with you guys, of course, this past week was Veterans Day. We talked a little bit about Veterans Day during the last show because it was going to be the following uh, Monday on last week's show. And, of course, a lot, lot going on around um, uh, around town to celebrate. We do a good job, I think, uh, recognizing Veterans Day around here. Was pleased to see that, and uh, wanted to notice a piece on Fox News um, from my friend Van Hip. Wanted to share that with y'all. And um, Van is a Walterboro native, great American. And he noted that, uh, you know, uh, in this piece on Fox News, the reason we have a federal government, initially the, the states came together to provide for the common defense. It's a primary purpose of government. We often forget that. Was John F. Uh, to keep us safe from external enemies. When John F. Kennedy was president, as recently as then, we spent 52% of all federal spending on national security. Today, that number has dropped to 16%. So something to think about. We've gone in a, in a essentially a, a generation or so, a generation or two, we've gone from 52% of federal spending to 16% of federal spending. And um, uh, interesting piece, something to think about. Um, we'll uh, raise a few more points from Van's very interesting item that he posted on Fox News. We'll get back to that after a break and a brief word from our sponsors. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. us on the first choice heating and air text line 843-798-TALK Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour on Talk 94.5. Are you a local golfer in search of great golf with affordable pricing? Hi, I'm Jim Kane, PGA professional, and we are proud to introduce the North Myrtle Beach Golf Pass, a $49 golf pass which ensures local golfers and property owners the lowest rates available at Eagle Nest, Azalea Sands, and Beachwood Golf Clubs, plus a whole bunch of other weekly deals, including a free round of golf at Eagle Nest when you sign up. Interested? Give us a call today at 843-249-1449. Hi, this is Mark Owsley. No one plans for a disaster. Not really. We have insurance. We think we're protected. But when fire strikes or flooding, what do you do? Call FSA Full Steam Ahead. We will handle the disaster. It's simple. Call us. We'll repair, replace, and fix it. We'll deal with insurance so when disaster strikes, the first phone call, FSA Full Steam Ahead. I'm Mark Owsley. 
Our new state-of-the-art facility in Myrtle Beach means we can handle it all. Big, small, home, business, we are FSA, full steam ahead. Christmas is here at the Alabama Theater. The South's grandest Christmas show. The Alabama Theater presents Christmas with the South's grandest Christmas show. Call for your tickets now, 843-272-1111. This is the Christmas show for the whole family. The Alabama Theater at Barefoot Landing. You'll step into a magical world of Christmas. Call the box office now. 843-272-1111. This show has become a tradition for families and generations of people who just love Christmas. The Alabama Theater at 843-272-1111, the South's grandest Christmas show. Experience, it does matter. Working together, it does work. And living here, raising a family here, deeply involved here, it all matters. I'm Mary Jeffcoat. We go back to the polls on Tuesday, November 19th. This runoff election for the Myrtle Beach City Council is a chance for you to say yes to what is working, growing, and successful. Your council has been working hard for better police protection, for tackling the opioid crisis, for controlling and managing our explosive growth. We have our challenges, of course, but we also have a rare situation where your city council is unified and responsive to all of you. You and all of us are part of an amazing place. So please vote on Tuesday, November 19th. I'm Mary Jeffco. I'm honored and grateful to be your city council member, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mary Jeffcoat for City Council. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Hope you guys are stirring by now, getting your uh, getting your morning going. Thanks for joining us for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Now two hours. Just before the break, we were talking about a article that was an article that was posted on FoxNews.com this week after the Veterans Day uh, festivities by Van Hip. Uh, local uh, uh, South Carolinian made good. I don't know if y'all, most of all, most of y'all may or may not remember, Van ran for Congress against, uh, I think, Mark Sanford, if I'm not mistaken, vaguely remember this, when Van was, uh, had, I'm not sure what he had been doing, ran for Congress when Mark Sanford was initially elected to Congress. I think that was in the late 90s and Ultimately, I uh, didn't win that election. Mark Sanford won, got elected to that seat, and the, I think that would have been the first district uh, at that point in time. But in any event, uh, Van went to D.C. and started a group called the American Defense 
something, a defense consulting firm. And uh, just done great work. He's done uh, so much for so many folks. Um, I think he's a on-the-field spokesman or the voice of the Terriers at Wofford. Uh, just a re- wonderful guy from uh, uh, Walterboro originally. Great American. If there is a great American, Van Hip is a great American, good friend of mine. Um, he wrote a piece uh, this week about Veterans Day, open letter to his children about the significance of Veterans Day and the significance uh, that, that veterans and, and the, the whole, um, you know, uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, et cetera, the whole uh, Department of Defense and, and everything that falls under that has played uh, in our country and how important that's been. Really, that was the reason that we uh, came together as states initially was to uh, to protect ourselves from outside uh, invasion and interference, uh, because if we had stayed independent states, we probably wouldn't be here now. But um, continuing the, with the article that Van wrote, he pointed out, made some very excellent points, a uh, recent study in the found that 22% of millennials uh, are not sure if they know what the Holocaust was. And 67% of millennials surveyed had not heard of Auschwitz, the Nazi death camp, where more than 1 million Jews and others uh, were murdered. And pointing out the importance of teaching our kids to be freedom-loving, self-reliant individuals Part of that is teaching them the history of this country, what has made this country great, what is uh, unique about American exceptionalism, what has allowed America to be, be blessed and prosper and, and literally uh, more than once be the, the instrument that saved the world from fascism and, um, and how this country uh, has survived and, and not only survived but thrived and been the blessing to the world that it has been, due in large part to our military that's been able to defeat, um, been able to defeat uh, Hitler and, and the fascists of Germany. Uh, been able to de- we won the Cold War without a shooting war for the most part, but uh, that was done through the military might that we, uh, that we developed and, and maintained throughout that period. Interesting uh, uh, quote that Van notes in this piece from President Ronald Reagan. And he said, Reagan reminded us that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Uh, He went on to say, we didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Or one day... We will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like to live in the United States where men were free. And so I challenge you guys to ask yourselves, what are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching our kids about the evils uh, that the U.S. has confronted uh, throughout its existence? Have we taught um, have we taught our children about the Holocaust? Have we taught our children about Auschwitz, places like Auschwitz that they existed uh, that there was great evil and that, that this nation has, in fact, again and again, time and again, confronted evil. Um, I'm certainly not suggesting to you that the nation is perfect. The United States is like any other place. It's not perfect, but we have an extraordinary um, blessing in this country. And, and it's been, uh, and primarily more than anything, it's the fact that for the most part, people here have been free, free to express themselves, free to do for themselves, free to achieve. And that is what has made this country great. And Reagan as 
Van reminded us, Reagan reminded us that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And it concerns me. I wonder sometimes, are we teaching our kids all that we need to know, that they need to know, uh, to preserve freedom? Uh, Van continues, God has blessed us over the years by giving us men and women who put America above self put on the uniform and are willing, were willing to give their lives for their country. Today we live in a free country and are safe uh, because of our veterans. So lots of great lessons there. Thank you, Van, for writing an excellent uh, piece. You can find that piece at Fox News. We'll put a link to it uh, on the Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook, by the way, for searching for Saturday Morning Coffee, and you'll, see, you'll find the uh, Saturday Morning Coffee Facebook fa- page. Uh, still growing, a young page, but as we get more in the habit of posting there, we'll uh, try to keep uh, keep it fresh and keep more interesting stuff there. I'll post the Van article, Van Hip article there, so y'all can read it uh, at your leisure. And uh, appreciate it if you guys would uh, click on that page, like it, and share it with your friends if you would. And give us your comments. Let us know what you think of the show and all of that. Um, Other interesting updates in the local news. Uh, Of course, we have uh, runoff elections coming up this week on Tuesday for uh, local city council offices. And um, uh, there's an interesting, a good summary of the uh, local elections that we were recently held uh, from the Myrtle Beach Herald for for last week. Last week, the the paper of record for Myrtle Beach, I assume. A pair of incumbents won the Myrtle Beach City Council race. Uh, Others others face a challenger in a runoff. Mike Chestnut and Phil Render were reelected with 20 votes shy, 22 votes shy of joining two other incumbents winning back their seats on Myrtle Beach City Council. Mary Jeffcoat is facing a runoff with realtor John... Krajic, Crutch, that's how his commercial goes. Yeah, it's that's hard to his commercial yeah. name's hard to pronounce. The city election had a total of thirteen thousand votes here in Myrtle Beach, with seven candidates vying for three council seats, and uh, thirteen thousand out of twenty-three thousand registered voters, according to the Ori County Voter Registration Office. As I said, incumbents Mike Chestnut and Phil Render won outright. Chestnut received twenty-five ninety-four votes, and Render received twenty-four. 27 votes. So congratulations to Councilman Chestnut and Render. And uh, those election results are unofficial, but uh, in any event, there is a runoff, which will be this Tuesday, between uh, the aforementioned Mary Jeffcoat and uh, John Crutch. So I encourage you guys, if you voted initially, to get back out and vote again. Um, in uh, North Myrtle Beach, all incumbents retained their seats. And uh, in Surfside, there is a runoff to determine races for uh, Surfside mayor and town council. Uh, Runoffs will decide who becomes the next mayor of Surfside Beach and the winners of three additional seats on town council. In the mayoral race, town town planning commissioner Bob Hellier garnered the most votes, 416. According to unofficial results, he will square off against former councilwoman Julie Samples, who garnered 404 votes so very close race down in surfside in the in the uh, elections there encourage y'all to come back out and uh, vote um, on tuesday for the runoffs and uh, we'll uh, get back with a few more comments uh, from the herald interesting stories there to share with you when we get back stick with us after this word from our sponsors we'll be right back with more saturday morning coffee saturday morning coffee 
Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Merlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. It's a great time to turn to the experts and upgrade your heat pump system with a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Carrier's Cool Cash program provides a rebate for as much as $1,500. And with Sandy Cooper's $1,100 rebate, you get a total savings of up to $2,600 towards the purchase of a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Call us or write us now to get the details. All of our comfort specialists are certified to do proper load calculations and airflow diagnostics. Experience a no-hassle, low-pressure, options-based way of discovering your comfort choices and learn why Carolina Cool is the only certified Energy Star contractor on the beach. Make sure your home is comfort ready for the upcoming fall and winter seasons. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool, that's cool. Here's John Hennis for Sound Solutions. I was having a hard time staying in a loop with my family. We'd be at the dinner table, we'd be in the living room, and we would just have such a hard time to have a conversation. I would get left out of it. At work, I would be on sales calls and not understand what the client's saying and miss half of the meeting. I realized I had to do something. I had to get back into the game. Going to see Brad, it's amazing. It changes your life immediately. Call Brad at Sound Solutions. Call 843-347-3005. I don't know about you, but I always feel better in a clean car, and my car always drives better too. So you need to swing by TurboJet Car Wash. It's lightning fast and super clean. It takes just three minutes, and the vacuums, towels, and cleaning supplies are all free. TurboJet Car Wash, four locations on the Grand Strand. Market Common, Carolina Forest, Myrtle Beach, and now North Myrtle Beach. Ask about the Turbo Pass Unlimited plan. Wash all you want. Do you have a real estate question that needs answering? I'm Kevin Gunn, Director of Sales for Real Living Home Realty Group. You can catch me every Monday at 915 with Liz Calloway for local real estate market updates, selling and buying tips and techniques, how to make your home stand out in a competitive market, and much more. So if you have a real estate need or question, tune in every Monday or give me a call at 843-232-0000 or find me at reallivingmb.com. Again, that's reallivingmb.com. Your home is where memories are made. Are you in need of an affordable mortgage with the lowest rates? My name is Cole Williams with Revolution Mortgage. Don't dread the process. I have an excellent team that will make the process a dream. I'll help you secure the lowest rates and get you pre-approved in as little as 30 minutes. Want to learn more? Give me a call today. Cole Williams, Revolution Mortgage at 843-267-7009 or Google Revolution Mortgage, Myrtle Beach. Revolution Mortgage, NMLS 168-6046. Cole Williams, NMLS 145-8144. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around They say you got a boyfriend You're out late every weekend They're talking about you and it's bringing me down But I know that maybe Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. That's the perfect intro to uh, our 
segment update on the hearsay hurricane and the extra constitutional impeachment hearings that are going on, which are based apparently exclusively on hearsay. We'll get to that at some point. We've got a few other things to cover with you first. Um, but, uh, yeah, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who <laughs> heard it from another that the president did something wrong. What a mess. What a mess. Um, just before the break, we were talking about local elections uh, here in uh, Myrtle Beach and other municipalities in the area. And one of the things I thought about in reflecting on the results is just the, the steep hill that in, uh, non-incumbents face, as I mentioned to you just before the break, in North Myrtle Beach, all incumbents retain their seats. And in city council, and as I said, we congratulate Michael Chestnut, Phil Render. Um, and congratulate uh, uh, the two that will be in the runoff on Tuesday, Mary Jeffcoat, John Crutch. But for the most part, you saw, I think, in the election results, the, the bias that exists. I, bias is maybe not the right word, but let's use it anyway, that uh, exists in favor of those who are already in office. I mean, there is just, I think, as one of the challengers pointed out in his ads, literally decades of combined uh, council experience among those who are now serving on city council in Myrtle Beach. And not that we don't like any of those individuals. They're all wonderful folk. Uh, but I really do wish, and I say this as somebody who has run for political office. You know, when I was on the campaign trail, one of my, um, one of my opponents uh, sort of begrudgingly had said in a debate once that you know, term limits are a bad idea whose time have come. I really think I've come around to the view, and not everybody agrees with me, and that's fine. Take this and three bucks and go get a cup of coffee. Hmm. But I just really think that term limits are a good idea. Um, I mean, I just think if you've served 12 terms on city council, I'm just being completely hypothetical with you all. Just take this as an example. Not talking about anybody in particular. If you've served 12 ser- terms on city council, it's time to move along. Run for something else. Move up the chain. Move up the pyramid. Or find somebody else to help. I think you've had your you've had your opportunity for input in the direction of your fair city, whatever city that may be, and it applies also equally well, I think, to the general, almost perhaps even stronger to the general assembly. Um, we you know we generally have term limits for offices like governor, but I really think that we need to uh, think seriously about enacting term limits. And I, you know, people say this, people, everybody, term limits is the sort of idea that everybody supports in theory, but you can't ever get a sitting politician to vote for it. Right. You know, I mean, I, if it's if everybody says it's a good idea, how come we never get it? I mean, what do we got to do? I want term limits. I would like term limits, and I'd like it to go further up the chain than what you're speaking of. I mean, no, I, when I say term limits, I think we should have term limits across the board. Broad. Yeah, yeah. it should be across the board, uh, Glenn. We already have, obviously, we have term limits for governor. We have term, in most states, we have term limits for the office of president, certainly. But I really yeah. think that, that generally the whole concept of public service would be, in fact, more oriented toward actual public service if we forced people. Like, okay, you run for town council, you can serve three terms. But after you've served three terms on town council, you've had your say. Right. Move along. Right. There's a lot of things out there to do. A lot of people need help. A lot of projects to get involved with. I mean, take up bridge, but move along. <laughs> you know, just move along. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to rant. We'll wind up offending some of our incumbent victors. By the way, open invitation to all uh, city council uh, representatives who got elected. Love to have you guys come on the show with us. Tell us about your vision. And here's the thing. Let me just be very candid. 
If the streets in Myrtle Beach were paved in gold, if there were no boarded-up storefronts, if there was no gaping, vacant hole where a pavilion used to be, and I know I'm not blaming that on any particular city councilman, so don't even, don't even, don't even go there. But if, if, if things were perfect in Myrtle Beach, and of course, they're, they're never going to be perfect, <laughs> right. but they're not even close. I mean, we're not even, you know, we got a long way to go. But if things were, if the streets were paved with gold and there were no homeless in Myrtle Beach and all our kids were well-educated and knew about the Holocaust and <laughs> knew, <laughs> knew where Auschwitz was on a map, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled to have every single sitting member of city council and every mayor in every town to go back and serve. But the streets are not paved with gold. We do have homeless. We have tons of boarded up storefronts. We have lots of things happening that just make you wonder. Things that make you go, hmm. Maybe some new blood from time to time might be helpful. I and, I re- and I really think that's what the founders intended. They didn't intend for people to become lifetime politicians. And that, that more often than not, is now the rule. And so I think we've gotten way uh, far afield from uh, the government that we were intended to have in many, many ways. And that's just one of them. But I think one way we could move back in the right direction is to uh, bring term limits, uh, not actually to be talked about on the campaign trail, but to actually force politicians to enact them. Uh, Another interesting item from the Myrtle Beach Herald, which I just love real newspapers. Uh, I've told Glenn and my listeners this many times. I just love to get a real paper and read it uh, the good old-fashioned way. Speaking of politicians, and I'm going to give uh, Councilman Worley some kudos. <laughs> we love here at Saturday Morning Coffee straight-talking politicians. Uh, Councilman Worley did some straight-talking uh, this week on uh, Ori County Council. He said uh, the proposed I-73 deal could rape the taxpayers. And uh, not exactly... Sure, if everybody will agree with his, uh, with his choice of terminology, but nonetheless, uh, he speaks truth. And uh, there's, uh, those of you who have been following the ATAX litigation, it has been, uh, I think they're now in their uh, upcoming fourth attempt uh, to mediate the case, has not been successful at reaching a settlement. This, is, of course, is where the city of Myrtle Beach and the other municipalities of O'Ree County sued the Independent Republic of O'Ree for wrongfully collecting uh, uh, a tax accommodation money, hospitality tax fees that were, according to the cities, um, the 1.5% hospitality fee inside city limits on restaurant meals, hotel stays, and admission tickets was no longer authorized uh, for the county to collect. And of course, the the claim is that for that period, for the period of time at issue in the litigation, the county collected it anyway. And the interesting thing that uh, Mr. Worley said, Councilman Worley said, he said, I don't represent uh, lawyers, and I don't like what I'm hearing. There was never intended to be a settlement. It was intended to be a class action. And that way, they can rape rape the taxpayers. It is awful. It's awful. That's according to Councilman Worley. And uh, essentially, according to the Herald's assessment, he blasted the proposed hospitality fee deal between the county and the Grand Strand cities, saying that the arrangement would provide more than $6 million in legal fees to the city's lawyers. And when Councilman Worley says $6 million to 
the uh, city's lawyers. I don't. I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere, but I'll take his word for it. I'm assuming he's discussing. I don't know that the settlement agreement itself has been uh, released. I don't believe it has. It's a confidential document, as I understand it, that's been discussed in executive session. But nonetheless, if the fee agreement provides for some type of contingency fee, which it's entirely possible that the city hired the law firm that it hired. I know the attorney in Columbia, great guy, by the way, John Hafer, uh, wonderful lawyer, good lawyer. But nonetheless, uh, we're stuck with the little nugget of truth, which is the following. The deal that the city and the county are contemplating doesn't appear that it's necessarily going to be approved would apparently put multiple millions in, in, the, in the law firm's pocket that uh, represented the city in this litigation. And frankly, that raises for me the very interesting question. Think through this with me, if you would. If the county was wrongfully collecting um, hospitality tax fees that, according to the city, it should not have been collecting within the uh, city limits of the various municipalities involved. Well, did they get that money from the city? No. <laughs> they didn't get that money from the city. They got that money from you. So because of the uh, shenanigans, I use that term loosely, because of the shenanigans as between the city and the county as to whether or not the fee should have been collected uh, and whether it was authorized for the, for the period of time that's at issue in this litigation. That would mean the end result, according to Councilman Worley, and it sounds fairly plausible, is that the county is acknowledging in the, in the settlement that it wrongfully collected the funds, and the money's going, uh, in part at least, $6 million in part, apparently, uh, to a lawyer in Columbia who represented the city. And so... That money didn't come directly from the city. That money came out of your pocket and everybody else's pocket who stayed in a hotel or ate a Big Mac in the, uh, in the, in the city of Myrtle Beach and in other municipalities. So he raises an excellent point. You know, you've got a bunch of local governments <laughs> that are debating a settlement that takes $6 million of your money, apparently, allegedly, puts it in a, a law firm's pocket in Columbia. And so this is... This is the reason I say all this is, A, give kudos to Councilman Worley for uh, speaking a little truth to power from the council dais. And uh, also, frankly, to remind everybody that taxation should be simple. It should be fair. It should be equitable. It should be efficient. But it should also, to the extent possible, be simple. And when you have governments local governments arguing with county governments in this case, arguing about how a tax can or should be collected, or in this case, whether it was even legally authorized to be collected in a particular manner or not, to me, call me crazy, I'm sure some of you are out there calling me crazy right now, to me, that says the system's too complicated. If the people who are tasked with the responsibility of collecting the tax can't even figure it out, yeah, Houston, I think we have a problem. So, thanks to Councilman Worley for uh, sticking up for the truth and sharing it with us. 
Speak with us. we got more truth coming your way here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd, your host. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. How's your technology working? Are you missing calls, having email, wireless, or network issues? Hey guys, this is Edie Blenko from Blenko IT. If you're tired of wasting your time or your business's money, let us help. We've been building customers' trust and technology needs for over 30 years. How? Because we asked the right questions, the questions customers didn't know needed to be asked. Every customer is different, and we'll provide a custom IT plan to give your business the edge it deserves while maximizing uptime. We handle it. Believe it. From phone systems to building your computer network infrastructure, Blenco IT is the one-stop shop for both your business and your residential technology. Blenco offers fast service and proactive problem solving with no geek speak. With offices in Columbia and now Pauley's Island, Blenco IT has got you covered. This is Edie. Call 843-235-3525 or visit us online at Blenco.com. Meanwhile, at the Ship On Site Technology Center, three junior analysts are hard at work. Hey, Mason, what you working on? Hi, Olivia. Adora and I are launching the new Ship On Site app. It's for smartphones. That's amazing, Mason. It's like app on site. Yep, it's a game changer. So how do you get it? It's a free upload. Just go to Google Play Store or on your Apple Store. So what will it do? Customers will have a direct link to ship on site and all its services. Does that include getting shipping discounts? Yes, indeed. The first shipper on the whole Grand Strand to offer that option. Go to shiponsite.org to get the details. Like my papa says, game changer. Ship on site. Pack, crate, freight, graphics, printing, shredding, and now app on site. Go to shiponsite.org for details. Is your heating and cooling system eight years or older? Is your system not performing like it used to? Hi, my name is Kevin Gow, the owner of First Choice Heating and Air, your second generation, family-owned, local Linux premier HVAC dealer. We're excited to announce that Linux just made available really exciting rebates on Linux systems. Right now, we are offering up to $1,700 off select Linux home comfort systems that will bring you years of comfort, peace of mind and the industry's top energy saving. First Choice Heating and Air is also offering a special tune-up on your existing system to ensure your system is operating at its peak performance. We are offering this limited time tune-up special for only $59. Please call, visit our website, and find us on Facebook to see for yourselves what makes First Choice different from the rest. Call 365-HVAC. That's 365-4822. Let First Choice be your first choice in heating and cooling and dryer vent cleaning. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Can keep my hands to myself. Think I just tomorrow, put a mic up on the shelf. In case my little baby girl is in need. Now, maybe all that now, but I feel it still. 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Haven't been feeling it quite since 1966, but I'm definitely feeling it. Can't keep my hands to myself. 7.49 this, I would say, lovely Saturday morning. It's actually not terribly lovely out, but we'll... uh, We'll share a weather update with you a little bit later. Not exactly a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but uh, hopefully you guys are bundled up with a warm cup of coffee and getting your Saturday morning off on the right foot here with us on Saturday Morning Coffee. That's why we're here, to help you get your Saturday morning going in the right direction. We were reading just before the break a little story from, uh, speaking of not being able to keep your hands to yourself, Another item from the Myrtle Beach Herald. I want to give kudos to the Herald and to Waccamaw Publishers. I'm sure many of you have heard there was a recent application by a potential business owner to open a swingers club here in Myrtle Beach. And uh, apparently I had heard throughout this process that the swingers club owner from Fayetteville, North Carolina, a gentleman by the name of Chris Abram, I had heard from a couple of sources that Mr. Abram wished to remain anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why Chris Abram from Fayetteville, North Carolina, would wish to remain anonymous. And his pictures are all over the Internet as well. So. But apparently he did. Yeah. Uh, apparently he did. So kudos to the uh, Waccamaw Publishers and others who have, uh, in their uh, in their coverage of this application, not only uh, published the name, but also the uh, endearing and lovely photo of Mr. Abram from Fayetteville, North Carolina. One of the local news stations uh, interviewed him, yeah. and all we saw was his shoes. <laughs> and I really think... You know, I love it when shoes give interviews. <laughs> Don't you Re- love it Reese, when, I, sh- when I, shoes give interviews? I honestly think this was a publicity stunt. I think he knew that it was not going to pass here. This is a family-oriented beach area. Um, I, I think he knew that, and I think he was just doing it to let everybody know there's another swingers club right up the road. Yeah, well, he probably so. did generate some customers. I won't I won't argue that point. The interesting thing in the uh, Herald article, uh, Glenn, is that he indicates here he's setting his sights on the county. So having been rejected unanimously right. uh, by the Myrtle Beach Planning and Zoning Commission, uh, he now sets his sight on the county, but it's very interesting, you know, uh, Mr. Abram, Chris Abram of Fayetteville, North Carolina, <laughs> indicating, I feel like the whistleblower. I was you know, just going to say you know, the same thing. Sierra Mello uh, <laughs> and uh, Chris Abram walk into a bar. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, he wanted to remain anonymous, and I'm like, dude, no, no. That's called the marketplace of information, y'all, and that's why uh, we're here. That's why others are here. The marketplace of information only works if the information is public. So that's how you guys can uh, let your opinions be known. And that's how, um, you know, the marketplace of public discourse and political debate happen. And they can't happen. The market cannot function without information. So sorry, if you move to Myrtle Beach and you want to open up a swingers club, you are going to do that in the open, I think, and you should. Um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting to me, you know, I don't know, Glenn, I'm not, it's funny, I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, why? You know, I mean, if, if, if I don't know if you remember this, I remember a time, and I think it's still there, there used to be, used to see ads for, here, here was the scary thought I had, there used to be ads for a place called Hedonism. You ever, okay. heard, you ever heard of Hedonism? Uh, it, then uh, Jamaica, right? Yeah, down in, I think it's Jamaica, yeah. Island yeah. Resort, I yep. think it's its own, I think it's, on its own little island. I don't know. I don't know. Let me clarify. My wife is listening. I do not know the details of hedonism. <laughs> I've never been there. 
Yeah, but I remember once upon a time there were there were ads that I would see occasionally. I don't even remember. If I, I think I saw them on television. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the detail. It's been uh, several years, um, and I seem to recall seeing the ads on television. And then and then the thought occurred to me. You know, the funny thing is, if I was going to go to a not that again, allow me to clarify, not that I would go, <laughs> but if. The proverbial if, hypothetically, if I were to go to a place like that, I mean, I'd go to hedonism. I'm not going to an <laughs> abandoned tobacco warehouse on the corner of Fifth and Vine. I bet know? they have an open bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to keep you relaxed. And then, so the funny, so I thought, you know, why does this guy, I mean, this guy's going to come to Myrtle Beach and he, you know, it's going to be some seedy industrial, I'm like, yeah, ugh, yeah. And then I thought, I remember seeing the ads for that island destination at one point. And then the thought occurred to me, I'm like, well, maybe the island destination is still there. And here's what scared me, Glenn. This is what I thought for a brief moment. I thought, maybe, just maybe, I have aged out of the hedonism demographic. (laughs) And I thought, no, that can't be. That can't be. So apparently uh, Mr. Chris Abram of Fayetteville, North Carolina, will be taking his application to the county. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, hopefully you guys will stick with it. And uh, don't believe we need none of that in Ory County, but that's just one man's opinion. Nah, we don't need no stinking swingers club. We don't need no stinking swingers club. We got, I mean, we've had some interesting uh, clubs in Myrtle Beach over the years. We have. You know, and I I think we've had our share of colorful uh, history here in Myrtle Beach. But nonetheless, the saga continues. Uh, Mr. Chris Abram of Fayetteville, North Carolina, intends to take his application, according to this item, uh, to take his application to the county. So it will be interesting to see where that goes and uh, how that uh, turns up. And uh, speaking of which, uh, and the um, article from the um, uh, state, uh, the discussing uh, back to uh, um, lost for words here, Glenn, uh, talking about tax policy, going back to what we were talking about a minute ago, tax policy needing to be um, clear and transparent and simple. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the story, but there's a story circulating uh, this week, circulated this week, that there is a $2 billion surplus in the coffers of your General Assembly, the state of South Carolina, now enjoying for the current budget year a $2 billion, B, billion dollar surplus. And there's a lot of speculation going on about what is the appropriate, uh, um, what is the appropriate uh, avenue to dispense uh, these funds. And I just want to remind you guys, these are your tax dollars. And there's an interesting argument that's being made um, about what to do with the money. Of course, of the money, about $800 million is indicated to be, from the estimates I've seen, recurring funds, which means these are surplus funds that will return. They'll be back next year based on growth in the economy, growth of people moving to the state of South Carolina, additional sources of revenue being opened up, uh, that that money will come back. There'll be another $800 million next year in surplus if nothing, again, if key if, that's always the key, if nothing changes. A one-time surplus this year, 
of a billion. Of course, they had a billion dollar surplus last year. And so it's interesting to me, again, good ideas. We were talking about term limits, good ideas that always seem to get talked about, but never seem to go anywhere is making South Carolina more tax competitive. And, you know, right now we have one of the highest personal income taxes in the Southeast among, among our competing states. We're the second to the top. We have uh, individual income tax rates of, that go anywhere from 1% uh, to 7%. And 7% puts us very near the top of the pack. So I want to encourage the General Assembly to take a moment to navel gaze on the possibility of using these budget surpluses to work on a plan to phase out the South Carolina income tax. Texas doesn't have one. Florida doesn't have one. Why does South Carolina need one? Things that make you go, hmm. We'll be right back with more uh, Saturday morning coffee. We've got a special guest. Stick with us. Don't leave town. Remember when your bicycle was your life? You rode it everywhere to meet friends, grab some food, or just to get away. Hi, I'm Aaron, owner of Pedego Electric Bikes of Myrtle Beach in the Market Common. We have high-quality, super comfortable electric bikes that make you feel like a kid again. Pedego Electric Bikes will provide you with fun, fitness, and freedom. Stop in today and try one for yourself and find out why an electric bike is just like a regular bike, only better. Visit PedegoMB.com for more information. Pedego Electric Bikes. Hello, fun. JJ Snyder with Fast Signs. We are your visual marketing experts. Do you see those Carolina cool vans? We do those. Signs on the door of your favorite restaurant? We probably did those too. The Talk 94.5 broadcast vehicle? Yes, that's our work too. Fast Signs does every type of sign. We do it all over the area, from Georgetown to Little River, from Ainer to Conway. Come see me or I'll come see you. I am JJ Snyder with Fast Signs. More than fast, more than signs. New conservative alternative. This is 94.5 WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. The right choice for conservative insight. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is claiming the support of public opinion even as the Democrat-led House impeachment inquiry continues to unfold. The American public understands it, and that's why the poll numbers are so good. The president's remarks spoken to reporters in the Oval Office two days after the Kent Taylor hearings and while the testimony of former Ukrainian Ambassador Maria Yovanovitch was still going on. Friday's daily Rasmussen presidential tracking poll showed the president's overall approval again at 50 percent compared to 49 percent and still tracking with or ahead of former President Obama on a same-day comparison. George Bonzani reporting. AAA estimates some 55 million Americans will be traveling over the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. AAA spokeswoman Tamara Johnson says gas prices are looking better this year. We are going to see some slight savings at the pump. About a nickel uh, will be saved by most drivers this year. Uh, so a little bit of savings from what they saw back in 2018. Johnson urging travelers to have their vehicles in tip-top shape before they hit the road. That means especially double-checking your tires and your battery. On Wall Street, another winning session to end the week with the Dow Jones Industrial Average closing above the 28,000 mark after a 222-point gain. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Federal Reserve tells Congress there's no reason why the economy can't continue to grow and he has no plans to cut interest rates. More from correspondent Bernie Bennett. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell told the Congressional Joint Economic Committee this week that there was no reason economic expansion couldn't continue, though the Fed had no plans to cut interest rates despite pressure from President Trump. 
The president suggested the Fed lower interest rates so they would be negative, a move that might encourage banks to pay people to take out loans. The last time the Fed cut rates to zero was during the Great Recession in the mid-2000s. Chairman Powell said the move at this time would be inappropriate. Bernie Bennett, Capitol Hill. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hey, Bastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just $19.95. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only $19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. The National Rifle Association's top executive earned about $2 million last year, according to tax filings cited in media reports. We get the details from correspondent Mike Grazia. According to media reports citing tax filings, National Rifle Association CEO Wayne LaPierre was paid about $2 million last year. The Wall Street Journal and Washington Post have stories on the NRA's tax filings, which as a nonprofit are required every year but have not yet been made public. According to the filings, LaPierre's base salary was $1.27 million and he also received a bonus plus a payment from a deferred compensation plan. The NRA is facing investigations in New York and Washington Washington, D.C., as well as internal questions about its operations and spending habits. I'm Mike Gracia. Paris police fired tear gas to push back yellow vest protesters today, trying to revive their movement on the first anniversary of the sometimes violent uprising. Breaking news at townhome.com. The United Auto Workers have approved a new four-year contract with Ford. Union members at Ford Motor Company voted to approve a new contract with the company Friday night. Union says 56.3% of workers who voted were in favor of the deal. The four-year contract reached October 31st gives workers a mix of pay raises and lump sum payments, as well as a $9,000 ratification bonus. The deal is similar to one ratified by General Motors workers after a bitter 40-day strike. That is correspondent Ron DeRockstrip. An Oklahoma judge who last summer ordered consumer products giant Johnson & Johnson to pay $572 million to help address the state's opioid crisis yesterday reduced that amount at his final order in the case by $107 million. Attorneys for the state have argued abating the opioid crisis in Oklahoma would cost more than $12.6 billion over 20 years. More details at townhall.com. If you've been outside lately, you know the climate is changing rapidly. Yeah, well, it's autumn. It is getting noticeably colder out there. Seasonal. And you say to yourself, it's changing. 
That's when you know it's time to call One Hour and let us give you our $134 complete heating system revitalization and fall safety checktacular. This service puts regular old tune-ups to shame. Because for just $134, we will clean and tighten all elements and lubricate all moving parts, put fresh batteries in your thermostat and smoke detectors, install a new air filter, clean your dryer vent, test your electric heat and defrost cycle, check all operating pressures, measure your refrigerant level, ensure all safety sensors are in good working order, and then we recalibrate your system back to factory fresh specifications. Make your heater blow stronger and warmer and use less energy doing it. So you take control of the climate in your home. Yes. Call us at one hour or book your revivalization with our new online booking tool. Just go to onehourmagic.com. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Coffee Show, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I'm Reese Boyd, your host, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. 806 here on the Grand Strand. Welcome back to the second hour of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Now two hours long, backed by popular demand. <laughs> the groundswell of support we got from you, our loyal listener. As I tell Liz, the inmates are now running the asylum here on the weekends at WTKN. Uh, speaking of uh, Liz, just before the uh, break, we were talking about uh, a little tax policy. Liz, when I started down this path, of course, Liz Calloway, the one who got me into this, Glenn, uh, got me hooked on radio a couple of years ago. She gave me a book uh, called Powerful Radio, or uh, Beyond Powerful Radio, something along those lines. Had a compelling impact on me, obviously. Um, <laughs> In that book, it says any uh, successful radio program, if you want to be picked up in national syndication, a, sig a significant portion of every program has to be dedicated to a discussion of state and local tax policy. So we checked that box today. We talked about state and local tax policy. Yes, we did. Yeah. Looking for my refund. Yeah, looking for your refund. So I know, I know it's riveting. It's riveting stuff. But you guys need to uh, you know, be aware. It's, it's not academic. It's not esoteric. You know, uh, we were talking just before the break. Why not use the currently $2 billion surplus? And part of it, I think part of it should be set aside toward unfunded pension liabilities. I think the state retirement system is about 50% funded the last time I looked at it. Another episode of government mismanagement. I know y'all find that hard to believe that there is mismanagement occurring behind the government curtain. But sadly, there is the unfortunate reality of the public sector is it happens everywhere and including behind the hallowed halls of government, uh, there is mismanagement to be found. And without the market forces to force corrections, you only have political forces to force corrections. Oftentimes, it goes uncorrected. And so we've got to work on that. And one of the things I do think we do need to do with the surplus, we need to dedicate a portion of it to the unfunded uh, pension liabilities of the state. As I said, I think the pension program is about 50% funded. Don't quote me, but I think the number's somewhere around there. The other thing that I was thinking about is, you know, as we were talking just before the break, it's not really, we were talking about tax policy. Don't tune us out. 
But in South Carolina, depending on you know what your income is, you can pay up to a 7% state income tax. Mm-hmm. Other states, Texas, no income tax. Washington State, no income tax. Florida. Florida, no income tax. And if you are a large company, okay, and you're thinking about locating somewhere, who do you think is going to make that decision? You think the shareholders going to get together and decide? No. Shareholders don't decide. They may approve a, a broad plan in retrospect, or they may, they may approve uh, a, a, a plan theoretically, but the specific details of where a company is going to go generally going to be made at the executive level. Generally, the CEO and two or three other people are going to get together, and they're going to decide, where are we going to build a new plant? Where are we going to build our headquarters? And guess what? You know how much those people make? Generally, a lot. <laughs> and when you pay 7% on a lot... That's a lot. And so that is a, it doesn't, there are other ways to generate the same revenue. Your precious state government can still have the precious revenue that it needs, but there are other ways to generate that money that will make us more competitive in the marketplace for companies. And that's what we want. We want more, better jobs in South Carolina. The median income, family income in South Carolina is less than $50,000. Got an interesting item to talk about later. Number of state employees who make $100,000 or more in a state where the median family, not median individual, median family income is $49,000. But to stick with our riveting discussion of tax policy for one last minute, by generating that revenue, that needed tax revenue in manners other than the personal income tax, you don't have that disincentive. And a lot of those executives would be more willing to look at South Carolina, but that puts us at a competitive disadvantage. So let's uh, write our senators, write our representatives, tell them to think your thoughts on what to do with your money. Think my thoughts on what to do with my money. The money that they're now about to spend is your money. The state has taken it from you under the power to tax. It is yours. Tell them how to spend it. I just gave you two good suggestions. Uh, right now, we're turning our tables to a discussion with a uh, got a special guest here in the studio with us, uh, Carter Smith. Car- we, we do our Community Brewers segment from time to time, uh, where we meet with folks here in the studio who are brewing up better community here along the Grand Strand. Our current guest here in the studio with us, Carter Smith, is with Coastline Women's Center. And Coastline Women's Center definitely qualifies as brewing up better community here along the Grand Strand. Welcome, Carter. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me this morning. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about Coastline Women's Center. A lot of folks may not have heard about it. What's the uh, what's the the skinny on well, Coastline? Coastline Women's Center is a um, pregnancy. We are a pregnancy medical clinic here in uh, Myrtle Beach, and mm-hmm. we also have a pregnancy resource center in Conway. So we um, we focus on those women who are find themselves in unplanned or um, unwanted pregnancies, and we counsel them, and we do pregnancy tests and do the ultrasounds and we show them the life of their babies yeah. and they can see the heartbeat and uh you know just give them their choices they have three they can parent they can put the baby up for adoption or they can abort and mm-hmm. so what we want to do is bring them in give them that education let them um make an informed decision sure but it's always going to be their choice yeah how long has coastline been around uh we've been around uh to, since 2012 about six years yeah uh, I know my wife and I met you. I met you at the banquet. My wife and I have been coming to your banquets for years. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. It's it's quite the uh, event now. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. Awesome. Big, big, a big time. Good food and a lot of folks. So, uh, 
we always have uh, a couple of good tables and um, how many just out of curiosity do you have any idea how many women have been through the process the counseling process at, sure. at coastline um, you, you know um the amazing thing is is you know we're right next door to yeah, where gonna, we're talking right now yeah, so, ro- located right next door yes and it's some amazing things are going on and, and miracles happening over there every day um just this year we've had um we've had 20 25 abortion-minded clients who came in saying they wanted an abortion after they counseled with us and were educated they decided to parent and so um, that's a awesome. Yeah, Amen. that's great. That's so great. God yeah. is just, and so those yeah. are miracles that we yeah. see every every day. And so we probably on average, we see somewhere around 300 clients. Wow. For pregnancy tests that that come in either abortion minded or wanting to parent, not sure if they're pregnant. Yeah. And we do have some negative tests every now and then, too. Sure. Yeah. And so uh, fair to say, I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of women have been through your offices in the over the years that you've been yes a lot of a lot of them yeah a lot of, a lot of good work probably a couple done. thousand yeah I, i'd say about five thousand or so have been yeah through. yeah well yeah don't let me overstate it but <laughs> but the point is y'all have been doing great work in the community yeah, awesome. and uh, helping us build a better uh, community because obviously um it's a very difficult situation but the you know long-term ramifications of some of those decisions are very negative for women and, and very negative for all of us and and so it's a it's a great thing that y'all are doing. We just thank y'all. I think y'all have got a um, an event coming up, don't you? That is correct. Yes, we. Um, it's it's. Uh, we're so excited. We have uh, Abby Johnson coming in yeah. to um to 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 speak. It's going to mm-hmm. be an evening with Abby Johnson on Saturday, November twenty third. Uh, it's at the former Christ United yep. Church. Um, there's been the some confusion church. about that. Yeah, the big but church. We're still there. At the, at the original building. <laughs> yes, at uh, the original in... building. Yeah, there's been some confusion about us not having it because of all the confusion that comes with that. But yeah. I just want everybody to know that we're going to be there yeah. on Saturday, November 23rd. Doors open at 630. We're going to start the event at 7. Uh, we're also going to have a VIP opportunity for folks who... Um, want to go on and get tickets. Um, I, I do want to say, too, yeah. um, the VIP event is going to start at 530 to 630. It's going to be a reception. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Abby Johnson there. We're going to have you can get a free book with that VIP and have her sign it. So we're excited about that, too. But I do want people to know that they can come in yeah. anytime. Do they, they have can, to buy tickets ahead of time? Uh, we, we have itickets.com where okay. you can go on and get tickets. Okay. Um, there's can, you, eight, can you buy them at the door? Yes, and and I just opened that up that we're gonna walk-ins are welcome. So okay, we we right, are right. you know we've got we've got two, about two thousand seats in in that auditorium, yeah, big auditorium. Yes, yeah. and and we've probably got about two hundred and fifty of them filled. So we need you guys to come on out, and I and I know a lot of people will come and show up that night because um, you know I just have the faith that they're going to come out and and support us. And tell us the date and time again. That's November twenty third. Uh, November twenty third. Uh, doors open at six thirty. Um, okay. The event starts at seven, and we have um, we. Uh, and remind everybody, Carter, who Abby Johnson is. So um, I was I was just going to do that. I was going to let me. Can I read? Yeah, we absolutely. have a little biography. Uh, we'll take a break on her. And so let me. Yeah, we'll see. we'll, we'll uh, you grab that. We'll take a quick break, and we'll finish up with Carter. We'll be uh, right back after a word from our sponsors. We're we're uh, here with Saturday morning coffee and Carter Smith. Stick with us. Don't leave town. We'll be right back. 
text us on the First Choice Heating and Air text line, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. I'm City Councilman Phil Render, a Republican. And I'm City Councilman Mike Chestnut, a Democrat. Thank you for re-electing us to City Council on November 5th. We work well together as a team, but we have a favor to ask. Please make our team stronger and vote for Mayor Jeffcoat November the 19th in the runoff election for City Council. Mary is accessible, works hard, cares about our city and its residents, from providing to first responders to protecting the taxpayers. On Tuesday, November 19th, please vote for Mary Jeffcoat in the runoff election for City Council. Thank you, and please remember to vote in the runoff election on November 19th. Thanks very much. I'm Mary Jeffcoat. I'm honored and grateful to be your city council member, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mary Jeffcoat for City Council. This is Melinda Chapel, the director of the North Myrtle Beach Aquatic and Fitness Center. It's getting cool outside. I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to the holidays. Come and get ready by joining the Aquatic and Fitness Center. We have so much to offer. We have two indoor pools, hot tubs, sauna, a variety of awesome water exercise classes, and some awesome instructors. We have a fantastic fitness room with tons of equipment and lots of cardio. No waiting for equipment here. We have awesome land instructors and lots of classes such as body pump, Zuma, virtual classes, spin classes, yoga, and so much more. All our classes are part of the membership. Our staff does an awesome job keeping the facility clean, too. Let's not forget about our awesome child care and after-school program. Come join us. We're at 1100 2nd Avenue South next to City Hall in North Myrtle Beach. Hey, we're awesome. Hey, it's Tony Zach with Mr. Sparky. It's never too late to get your whole home generator installed, and here's a really big incentive to get you started. From now till the end of the year, when you install a Briggs & Stratton generator from Mr. Sparky, I'm adding a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the whole system. It's a $700 value. Briggs & Stratton, the leader in home generators, and Mr. Sparky, your home generator experts. So call now or get online to get started. That's Mr. Sparky Myrtle Beach SC.com. Again, Mr. Sparky Myrtle Beach SC.com. So here's that deal again. Good through December 31st. Install your whole home generator and you'll get a $200 gift card and a big surge suppressor for the system. That's a $700 value. Only from Briggs and Stratton and Mr. Sparky. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. From the dark end of the street to the bright side of the road. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, 820 on Saturday morning here along the Grand Strand. I would say a beautiful day. I don't know that today really qualifies outside as a beautiful day, but it's a beautiful day here in the studio. We're having a great time. We've got Carter Smith 
from the Coastline Women's Center here with us to uh, tell us a little, about, a little bit about an event they've got coming up. And uh, Carter, we were talking before the break. We just love the ministry that you guys have at Coastline Women's Center. My, my wife and I have been supporters of you guys for um, for years, I think. Um, you guys are just, you're walking the walk. Uh, you're helping women um, make choices in, in, that honor God in, a, in difficult circumstances, hopefully. And um, that's their, their decision, but you're, yeah. you're walking them through that process at a very difficult time. And we just love what y'all are doing. Every life you save is, uh, that's why I was asking you earlier. Uh, sometimes I think about, you know, why we support y'all. Yeah. And um, think about how many folks are walking around, excuse me, that uh, might not otherwise be here. And um, so just a great ministry that you guys do. We love it. We love you guys. We love what you do. Changing generations. Changing every every vo- uh, every um, client that comes in the door is a, you know a potential life saved. And we just love the work that you guys do. We encourage folks to get involved. And uh, you guys have got a, an event coming up with Abby Johnson. People may not have heard the Abby Johnson story. She's the one who has the movie Unplanned. Um, she's got, uh, I think she was initially, you tell the story, you tell it okay. better than I do. Yeah. So Abby Johnson, uh, her story is very powerful and profound in the truth of what she saw and experienced at Planned Parenthood. Uh, she was, she will share that and many other topics in her experience since that time that she was, uh, employed there. And, uh, you know, she, um, all she ever wanted to do was just help women and have, and she always had a passion for women's rights. Um, so she wanted to. She wanted them to choose life, and so um, while she was at Planned Parenthood, you know, she was the spokesperson for them. Uh, and then one day, her heart was changed. Well, she went in for an ultra, uh, ultrasound guided mm-hmm. abortion and yeah. saw uh, the aftermath of what happened in that. Yeah. And that opened her eyes and changed her forever. And she then became a public figure against. Yeah. Planned Parenthood, very public and, figure, and for life and for the unborn protection of the unborn. So, and she's been all over the world and and in all over the country and spoke on different um, and has been featured on all kind of shows like Fox News and O'Reilly Factor and numerous other medias. And, and yeah. so she's just done a great job of. Um, and she's also created the book. Uh, she well, she wrote the book. Wrote Unplanned. the book. She's an author and a speaker. Yeah, which is now a, a movie. Yes, and she made that into a movie uh, back in the spring of this year. The movie came out. It's called Unplanned, the movie. And so it was quite compelling and heart-wrenching to go and watch that movie. So, um, But it, it has it has helped uh, move her up into the pro-life arena so that she can go out and speak and, and show her experience and yeah. what she knows. Oh, absolutely. And she's become quite a compelling, I think, voice uh, for life. And, yes. and, and her ministry is just amazing. Uh the event again is Saturday night. Doors open at six thirty at the Christ United Methodist Church building. Yes, in in uh, in, in near the old Waccamaw Pottery, the the old church building, and uh, folks can buy tickets at the door. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Great. And you guys also have you the banquet that we talked about earlier that my li- my wife and I love to attend is uh, is coming up. When you've got that, another one coming up, right? Yes, we have the Spring to Life Gala that comes up in March 19th. It's coming up on March 19th, and um, we're, we're looking forward to that event. This year, we're going to be focusing on uh, abortion pill reversal. We have mm-hmm. a young lady who experienced that, and yeah. she's coming in to tell her story and to speak on uh, what happened with her, and actually her baby was saved. Wow. She, she took the abortion pill mm-hmm. and then realized and regretted that she had taken it yeah. and that um, 
and so she called uh, abortion pill recovery uh, reversal I'm sorry and they came in and, and gave her the medications that she needed and saved that baby's life so she's gonna tell that story for us Wow that's amazing um, and uh, you know interestingly enough I heard Liz tell this story not too long ago on the on the week uh, day show one of the weekday shows you know we all hear about Roe v Wade and, and, and so much about you know rights to privacy and, and this that interestingly enough the the child that was born you know Jane Roe did not get the Roe v Wade decision in time to say or to to allow her to have the abortion that she sought that child was born that child ultimately who recently passed away not too long ago wow. as i understand it became a huge advocate for um the the you know right to life movement yeah. and wow. um and so uh just a, a fascinating story and um we'll um look forward to seeing you saturday night uh, yes. Carter and, and joining you in the spring for the gala. If folks want to get in touch with uh, Coastline Women's Center and support your ministries, how do they do that? They can go on our website, okay. coastlinewomenscenter.org, or they can call us at 843-488-9971 okay. and just um, talk with any of our staff there, and we, will, we, we would love to have volunteers. We always need volunteers. We always yeah. need support. And oh, yeah. so um, we're always looking for those people who have the passion for life to come join us. Yeah. Well, we encourage you guys to to come out on Saturday night and to get in touch with Coastline Women's Center. Support their ministry. They're doing great work. Um, Carter, thanks for coming in. Thanks for all y'all do. Thank you. And uh, tell your lovely wife, Jeannie, we said hello. Yes, she's awesome. All right. Very good. Thanks, Carter. Thank Coastline Women's Center. Got an event coming up uh, Saturday night. Great event with Abby Johnson from uh, Unplanned, the movie and invite you guys to come out and join them for that. Thank you again, Carter. And so coming up next here on uh, Saturday Morning Coffee, wanted to touch base with you guys about a few more things. Speaking of uh, the um, current uh, climate in, uh, in uh, the country, I wanted to get back to a little update that we've had uh, in the past, talking about... Uh, a group that uh, I'm affiliated with. Uh, by the way, we just got a text update, uh, text line coming in from one of our listeners, uh, updating us on uh, the discussion of the Swingers Club. And uh, <laughs> apparently the uh, move to the county, according to one of our listeners, is being, uh, the, the area being targeted is one of the donut holes. So, what? you understand what, do you know what a donut hole is, Glenn? Uh, well, the Dunkin' Donut donut holes. Yeah, we I love do, we but. love uh, we love Dunkin' Donut donut holes. But uh, th- 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 these are areas of the city that are actually within the larger municipality of Myrtle Beach. But there are little areas, little pockets within the city that, for one reason or another, were never annexed into the city. Really? And so you'll have areas within the city that are completely surrounded by areas that are part of Myrtle Beach that are actually not part of the city of Myrtle Beach. They call them uh, donut holes. Huh. So they're actually unincorporated areas. They're O'Ree County, uh, but they're within the city. If you were, you have, you know, driving through the city would have no reason to know that you're not in the city of Myrtle Beach, but they, those are the donut holes. You know, I'm surprised there. you hadn't heard of them. I'm, I'm, the donut sh- I'm shocked. And as a small business owner, yeah. you know, having business license for, you know, all of yeah. Ory, unincorporated Horry County. Absolutely. I didn't know that. So apparently uh, the uh, activity in relation to uh, this um, swingers club, again, Chris Abram of Fayetteville, North Carolina, apparently a draw, uh, directing his attention to a 
donut hole location within the city of Myrtle Beach. So it'll be interesting to see again how, how that goes. And you guys stay up to, up to speed on that. We'll help you stay up to speed. And um, But uh, that's that. So, But there's a, an interesting organization that uh, I wanted to discuss with you guys. Um, it's called uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom. And it's an a, um, organization that I'm uh, affiliated with as an attorney. And I don't know if you guys are have been aware of, uh, of the Alliance Defending Freedom in the past, but the Alliance Defending Freedom is, a, is an organization that essentially litigates um, cases that involve your rights of expression, your constitutional rights of religious liberty, your rights to express your faith uh, in the public square, your right to express your faith in other locations that are protected by the Constitution, and uh, other areas of the law that impinge upon our rights as private citizens in the areas of free speech, religion in particular, uh, First Amendment cases, uh, just a lot going on in that department. I wanted to bring you guys up to speed uh, on a little bit of the stuff that ADF is working on, just like Coastline um, Women's Center. Uh, ADF is a great organization. If you guys aren't aware of it, uh, I'd encourage you to, to, to look look them up. Uh, if you Google Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, that will that search will take you directly to their website. I want to tell you a little bit about a few of the cases uh, that we've worked on as attorneys affiliated with ADF. And one of the things that ADF does is they pay uh, attorneys to go out and litigate these cases. And we've done some of that. But we'll uh, give you uh, a few of the examples when we're, when we're back after the break. Stay with us. A few words from our sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee, and we'll be right back. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Christmas is here at the Alabama Theater. The South's grandest Christmas show. The Alabama Theater presents Christmas with the South's grandest Christmas show. Call for your tickets now. 843-272-1111. This is the Christmas show for the whole family. The Alabama Theater at Barefoot Landing. You'll step into a magical world of Christmas. Call the box office now. 843-272-1111. This show has become a tradition for families and generations of people who just love Christmas. The Alabama Theater at 843-272-1111. The South's grandest Christmas show. here with Carolina Cool. It's a great time to turn to the experts and upgrade your heat pump system with a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Carrier's Cool Cash program provides a rebate for as much as $1,500. And with Sandy Cooper's $1,100 rebate, you get a total savings of up to $2,600 towards the purchase of a new Carrier High Efficiency System. Call us or write us now to get the details. All of our comfort specialists are certified to do proper load calculations and airflow diagnostics. Experience a no-hassle, low-pressure, 
refresher, options-based way of discovering your comfort choices, and learn why Carolina Cool is the only certified Energy Star contractor on the beach. Make sure your home is comfort-ready for the upcoming fall and winter seasons. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool, that's cool. Hey, it's Nick Santangelo with Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance. Call us anytime with any insurance questions at 843-249-7066. Like a good neighbor, Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance is there. Charlie Stewart State Farm Insurance on 6th Avenue South in North Myrtle Beach. Go Tigers! When accidents happen, you've got someone you know. Like Charlie Stewart. He'll be there when you need him. Charlie Stewart State Farm in North Myrtle Beach. He's got your back, so call him today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you a local golfer? In search of great golf with affordable pricing? Hi, I'm Jim Kane, PGA professional, and we are proud to introduce the North Myrtle Beach Golf Pass. A $49 golf pass which ensures local golfers and property owners the lowest rates available at Eagle Nest, Azalea Sands, and Beachwood Golf Clubs, plus a whole bunch of other weekly deals, including a free round of golf at Eagle Nest when you sign up. Interested? Give us a call today at 843-249-1449. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Welcome back. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Respoid Radio Hour, 834 on Saturday morning here along the Grand Strand. Hope you guys are doing well this Saturday morning. Hope that coffee has kicked in. We're in the second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Glenn, we have two hours now, and even two hours feels like it flies by. <laughs> I know. We've got a lot to cover here in the next last, last two segments. I mean, it's crazy. Maybe we need three hours. No, we don't. My wife's going, no, no, no. Stop. Um, We're in the middle of an ADF update. Don't know if you guys, I do encourage you guys to uh, look up Coastline Women's Center and and support them. The great ministry that they're, they just do great work, doing great work for the Grand Strand and and elsewhere, the state of South Carolina. Another organization that we encourage y'all to look at uh, and support is the Alliance Defending Freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom, as I said, is a is a sort of a public interest uh, group that fights for religious liberty uh, in through uh, across the land, uh, throughout the land, in the various courthouses. And uh, one of the stories I was uh, going to share with you all is a story of uh, Selena, and uh, Selena is a um, senior in uh, high school in Connecticut. Uh, try harder. That's the advice that she received. Selena Sewell received when she began protesting new rules in high school track and field in Connecticut that uh, have made it nearly impossible for her and her teammates to win. She is, a, again, a senior in high school. She trained hard for this year's indoor track championships in Connecticut. When she reached the, uh, the championship round, she realized that two of the individuals that she would be competing with in girls' track and field were, in fact, not biological girls. 
two of the individuals competing in her event were biological males who had decided that they were girls. And they were allowed to compete under now, um, now as the rules for interscholastic high school competition in Connecticut now exist. Selena placed eighth in the event that she was competing in, just two spots outside of being able to compete at the New England Regionals, which would have given her a chance to uh, get some exposure to college uh, scouts uh, in Connecticut. One boy now holds more than 10 state records that once belonged to 10 different girls. Uh, Track had been Selena's passion, and she had dreams of running track in college. But the fact is, if she has to compete against boys, then she is uh, not going to uh, realize her goals. Her dreams will not happen. As I said, in Connecticut, one boy now holds 10 girls' state track and field records. Uh, These, frankly, unfair victories are the consequences um, of uh, the the new rules that have been promulgated in Connecticut for high school interscholastic athletic competition. And it's creating situations where women who have strived for equal rights in, in all areas of life, including high school and college athletics, are now being um, squeezed out of those hard-earned gains. And, uh, but Selena said, Selena Soul said, no, no, thank you. Uh, not going to do it. And so she's been very vocal, and uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom is representing her. And um, the allegation, of course, is that allowing boys to compete as girls reverses 50 years of legal progress that women made under Title IX. The whole point of achieving equality for women is undercut by this idea that any of us can wake up tomorrow morning and decide that we're a woman. If I can do that, if Glenn can do that, then what have, <laughs> what have women achieved? Answer, nothing. So ADF is representing Selena Soul, and uh, not the only athlete that uh, ADF is is um, representing, but this entire notion that we can wake up in the morning gets back to the issue that we were talking about um, last week, the absence of truth in society. Truth is what hangs everything together, y'all. There's one truth. Uh, it, I mean, there is one truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. But there, there also is truth, little t. If we can't all agree on what reality is, society falls apart. And so we're starting to see that because the left doesn't believe in truth. Truth is not a left va- a value of the left. Something I've learned from Dennis Prager. Truth is not a leftist value. They seek to destroy truth. They, they don't want any objective standards for anything. And so one way that that has been occurring is now, according to some, you and I, Glenn, talking to you for the moment, men, we can wake up and tomorrow morning and decide we're women and everybody says it's supposed to be okay with that yeah it won't be happening with me but um yeah, it won't you're be happening right. with me you're right. right hey and, and you got to see you know what's happening going to happen with the olympics oh yeah and, how and, is and that going to work yeah how is that going to work and the yeah. um, you know and of course the lmnopqrstuv crowd says we have to be open to all of this and and that you know and and if we're anything less than completely supportive uh that we're somehow defective or 
you know, unworthy, bigoted, whatever, fill in the blank. I also want to tell you about a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. Josephson. Uh, Dr. Josephson is a faculty member, and uh, he's at the University of Louisville, was. He was demoted, harassed, and effectively fired for suggesting uh, in uh, 2017 he took part in a panel discussion at the Heritage Foundation discussing discussing possible treatment approaches for youth who experience this situation. Gender dysphoria is the clinical name. And he suggested that there might be possible treatment for young children who are confused about their gender for simply even suggesting that there might be treatment options for these children. Uh, Dr. Josephson at the University of Louisville uh, was first admonished, then he was demoted, and ultimately he was fired. And the, uh, in March, ADF filed a federal lawsuit against the University of Louisville, claiming that their actions were violations of Josephson's freedom of speech and other constitutionally protected liberties, uh, including his uh, ability to express his professional opinion um, on certain political issues without losing his job. And that's effect, in effect what happened. Last little story I'll share with you is, a, a, and so ADF is representing Dr. Josephson. We'll see how that case goes. Uh, interestingly enough, another case that ADF is working on this issue, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you guys probably don't know about this, but a lot of these issues are sorting their way through the courts, and that's why we bring them to your attention. We want you to be aware that this is happening, because sometimes these cases... Um, are percolating through the courts and you don't hear about them until ultimately you hear about this case that's going to the Supreme Court and it's going to redefine marriage or it's going to redefine this or redefine that. And these huge societal changes that are happening are, are, are essentially being decided by judges. And that's not always the right way to do it. Very seldom is that the right way to do it. But there's another case I want to tell you all about. It's about a funeral, um, uh, a funeral director a family business where uh, uh, the uh, it's the R.G. Harris uh, Funeral Home. And at R.G. Harris uh, Funeral Home, I believe that's in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the individual that runs the home um, is um, uh, Tom Rost. And Mr. Rost uh, uh, was approached by one of his employees uh, Anthony Stevens, Mr. Rost had hired Stevens years earlier. Stevens was a biological male. He approached his boss and said that even though he was a male, and uh, he was he was hired by uh, the G.R. Harris Funeral Home as a funeral counselor. So he counseled grieving families that came in for the services of the uh, of the facility. Uh, the employee, Anthony Stevens, counseled his uh, advised his boss that he intended to start dressing as a woman, presenting himself as a woman. Uh, in his interactions with grieving families and that he would be seeking hormone therapy to complete his transition to uh, being a woman. And ultimately, the funeral home decided, no, that just was not going to be consistent with the way they counseled their families. It was going to create awkward situations. So they said, no. The EEOC, when uh, after he was terminated, Stevens filed a complaint. The EEOC said, uh, yes. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits discrimination based on race, color, religion, national origin, or sex, and the question really was in the the EEOC's determination, what was sex, decided that sex also referred to the ability of an individual that 
to express a sexual identity different from what biology they have. So the agency decided to interpret sex in Title VII to mean gender identity. So if I decide I want to be a different gender, that I can do whatever I want in that arena, and that's protected. Well, that's not what Title VII says. That's not what Congress enacted. And so ultimately, uh, the EEOC took that position. Um, there was sufficient pressure put on uh, the agency to reverse that determination because there was no statutory authority for that. In fact, you know, Title VII says you can't discriminate against women because the woman is a woman. That's when, when Title VII says sex, that's what it means. But to say that you can't, discrimination, you can't discriminate against somebody for being a woman when they're actually a man who say they're a woman, I mean, you guys can see how this thing just goes sideways. It's crazy. So ADF is representing uh, the funeral home. That case was heard before the uh, Supreme Court uh, in October. So we're anxiously awaiting a decision in that case. But I would encourage you guys to get involved with uh, ADF, support them. They're doing great work, and, um, and, and, and they need to be able to keep it up. So Google, Google Alliance Defending Freedom, and you'll learn much more about them. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Saturday morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Experience, it does matter. Working together, it does work. And living here, raising a family here, deeply involved here, it all matters. I'm Mary Jeffcoat. We go back to the polls on Tuesday, November 19th. This runoff election for the Myrtle Beach City Council is a chance for you to say yes to what is working, growing, and successful. Your council has been working hard for better police protection, for tackling the opioid crisis, for controlling and managing our explosive growth. We have our challenges, of course, but we also have a rare situation where your city council is unified and responsive to all of you. You and all of us are part of an amazing place. So please vote on Tuesday, November 19th. I'm Mary Jeffco. I'm honored and grateful to be your city council member, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mary Jeffcoat for City Council. I don't know about you, but I always feel better in a clean car, and my car always drives better, too. So you need to swing by TurboJet Car Wash. It's lightning fast and super clean. It takes just three minutes, and the vacuums, towels, and cleaning supplies are all free. TurboJet Car Wash, four locations on the Grand Strand. Market Common, Carolina Forest, Myrtle Beach, and now North Myrtle Beach. Ask about the Turbo Pass Unlimited plan. Wash all you want. Is your heating and cooling system eight years or older? Is your system not performing like it used to? Hi, my name is Kevin Gow, the owner of First Choice Heating and Air, your second-generation, family-owned, local Linux premier HVAC dealer. We're excited to announce that Linux just made available really exciting rebates on Linux systems. Right now, we are offering up to $1,700 off select Linux home comfort systems that will bring you years of comfort, peace of mind, and the industry's top energy savings. 
savings. First Choice Heating and Air is also offering a special tune-up on your existing system to ensure your system is operating at its peak performance. We are offering this limited-time tune-up special for only $59. Please call, visit our website, and find us on Facebook to see for yourselves what makes First Choice different from the rest. Call 365-HVAC. That's 365-4822. Let First Choice be your first choice in heating and cooling and dryer vent cleaning. JJ Snyder with Fast Signs. You have a business? Then you need signs. Big signs. Small signs. Signs that light up. Signs on cars. Signs on walls. Signs on most everything. Big jobs? You bet. We are the official sign company for the Carolina Country Music Festival. We've been voted best on the beach year after year. Just Google us at Fast Signs Myrtle Beach. Come see me or I'll come see you. I am JJ Snyder with Fast Signs. More than fast, more than signs. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Staying on my notebook. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 849 here along the Grand Strand. Final segment of this new and expanded two-hour edition of the Saturday Morning Coffee Show, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, now two hours. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, my theory I shared with you guys earlier that uh, the inmates are running the asylum here on the weekends uh, at WTKN. If you need any more proof of that, uh, that Talk 94.5 has been overrun. Conservative talk has been overrun by the inmates in the asylum. Coming up next, we got Chad Caton with his uh, debut uh, show, Fired Up. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. But yeah, the defin- the the, uh, the proof is in the pudding, but uh, you guys will uh, definitely not disagree with me. Hey, I'm fired up for I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah. So, uh, But wanted to get back to uh, what we were talking about earlier. There's a fascinating piece. Don't have time to get into it, but uh, that I read this week about uh, a lesbian uh, couple that was struggling because one partner within that relationship had decided that she wanted to transition to being a male and the <laughs> psychological difficulties that were created on both sides of the equation for the woman, uh, the woman who remained a woman, not wanting to feel uh, judgmental about her partner who was now a man and how they never actually Uh, felt comfortable afterwards in the circles that they had previously run in, which were lesbian circles, because, well, what are, you know, and so, and, but the ultimate uh, impetus uh, and result of the article, uh, finally, was that we're just all too discriminatory. Ultimately, it's my fault. It's your fault. We're just, we're too close-minded about these things. I'm just confused. Well, you should, see, that's the, that, again, Glenn, that's the objective of the left. They want to destroy truth, and uh, they want us to be all so confused about what is right, what is wrong, that we'll agree to anything. That's where they want to take us. That's the happy place that they want to get to. And I was thinking about it, you know, the, talking about the, uh, the left. I, it is true, y'all. I want you to be on the lookout for it. The left destroys meaning. And as I, well, I was thinking about this as I was sitting in Starbucks uh, one day last week enjoying a fine latte, which I still subsidize. I confess to y'all, I cannot break the habit. But the, if you went to Starbucks on a Tuesday a couple of weeks ago, you could get a holiday cup. Well, you know, at first, y'all, we had to get rid of Christmas. We had, couldn't say Merry Christmas because that's not politically correct. Then it was Happy Holidays. 
Now, if you if you go get a holiday cup at Starbucks, you don't even know what it says. Now, the letters, I will tell you, if you unscramble them, they say Merry Coffee. And we all know we do celebrate coffee around here, but it's not a holiday. There is a holiday for coffee. It's called International Coffee Day. And that ain't Christmas, okay? Christmas is Christmas. It ain't coffee day. So the cup, if you could unscramble the letters, says Merry Coffee. But this doesn't even say that. The top line is, because they scrambled it all. It's like the, the top line says, Emerico. And the second line says, Recoffim. And the third line says, Ericoff. So, Emerico, Recoffim, Ericoff. That's what we're celebrating at Starbucks. Did you do a, this go to Starbucks season. in Russia this morning or no, something? No, that's your local neighborhood Starbucks, Glenn. That's what we're celebrating this year. Okay. Americo. We're celebrating Americo. So anyway, that's the, that's the point that the left uh, seeks to destroy meaning in our lives and replace it with, frankly, confusing, confusing gibberish. So we really don't even know what we're about, what makes us unique, what makes us exceptional, uh, what makes us great. And we don't celebrate it. Um, but, um, keep that in mind as you, um, move through your life and you'll see it again and again. That's our, that's our coffee update. Uh, again, uh, not a lot in the realm of great weather news to share with you. Not a very pleasant weekend outside today. Um, so this may not be a great weekend for, um, uh, for any, uh, beach activities, but, uh, get a good book. Predictions as of Friday were that we may get as much as 1.2 inches of rain in Myrtle between Friday night and Saturday night. That doesn't really seem to be materializing, but uh, it's still not quite what I would call a beautiful day outside. It's supposed to be quite gusty this afternoon. Winds up to the mid to high 30s, so uh, windy and cold. It's uh, chilly outside and getting cooler. So a good weekend to grab a book, curl up by the uh, fireplace and read. Uh, remind you guys, there's a book I recommended, Clarence Thomas and the Lost Constitution. If you haven't picked up a copy of that, uh, it's by Myron Magnet. Encourage you guys to read it. It's a great book. I'm enjoying reading it. And uh, if you're into football, rather watch some football, Wake Forest and uh, Clemson go to uh, the mat today at 3.30 p.m. in Death Valley. You can watch that on ABC. USC, the Gamecocks play Texas A&M. That game is tonight at 7.30 p.m. You can catch that on the SEC Network. In our own Coastal Carolina, Shauna Clears are at uh, Arkansas State uh, today. They're at Arkansas State. That game is uh, 3 p.m. You can check that out on ESP+. And um, also want to share with you guys um, a little bit of uh, parting wisdom from Reagan, one of my favorite quotes. Live simply, love generously, care deeply, speak kindly, and leave the rest to God. Also, another uh, parting uh, wisdom that I will share with you guys, uh, my favorite verse from the Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. In all your ways acknowledge him. Uh, lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Thank you all for joining us today. It's been a great show. Uh, we look back, look forward to coming back next week. We'll have... Um, um, you taking off early today? I'm taking off early. Yeah, you got uh, you got somewhere well, to be. You know, I, 
I had I had the wrong time. So well, we, the the other we've got some more time. Well, and we should mention the Dickens show down at the convention center today. Oh yeah, um, it, it's been going on since Thursday. Come on out today. It's a great day to go to the Dickens show. You'll yeah, meet some absolutely. of the personalities from WTKN Talk ninety four point five and from our sister station WEZV one hundred five point nine and one hundred point seven. We'll be down there. I'll be down there this afternoon. Come on by and say hello and. Um, you know, do some Christmas shopping. Yeah, they got some unique items yeah. down there. Do some Christmas shopping. One thing we didn't talk about today, almost every Saturday for the last many weeks, I've lost count, we have tended to give updates on the um, on what we have called Crossfire Hurricane, Crossfire Boomerang, the Hearsay Hurricane, which uh, Glenn played the uh, update m- music for us earlier, the REO Speedwagon, heard it from a friend who, I don't know if you guys caught the hearings, uh, I, I've just uh, tuned it out, frankly, to the extent that I can, but the witnesses leading the charge for the Democrats on the Hill, they're all people who don't have direct knowledge of, of, these, of these events. Right. And, um, and so I just want to remind y'all to keep this in mind. The President of the United States is the chief executive of this country. He is the chief magistrate. He is the chief law enforcement officer. And if he, the president, wants to call the head of another state, another government, another foreign head of state, and say, hey, I think you guys should investigate X, Y, Z, then he has the right to do that. He's the chief law enforcement officer of this country. Well, and Ambassador Yavanovich... was not a good witness yesterday. She brought nothing to the table. Oh, I, I felt I felt threatened. I, the, the, I, I felt, the fact that the president <laughs> was talking about me, I felt threatened. I mean, I'm sorry. She brought nothing. She brought nothing to the table. Listen to what they are saying. This is testimony of career service politicians, not politicians, strike that, within the deep state. These are the people who don't like Trump. It's just, it's just, this is coffee talk from people who don't like the president. That's all it is. It's hearsay. None of it would be legally admissible in a court of law. And I would remind y'all, as we talked about last week, 99% of political contributions in the 2016 cycle from the Department of State went to Clinton. 99%. At the DOJ, 95% of political contributions went to, went to Clinton. So, And if all of this is impeachable, then Obama should have been impeached for Benghazi. For the IRS scandal, for Fast and Furious, for Solyndra, for any number of things. And that's all I got to say about that. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more Saturday morning coffee. Stick around for Chad and his inaugural. We'll be back after these messages.